Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. Jeff, DWE host tonight. Jason is with us as well. Guys, welcome to the show. Good to be with you. Yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. Love it. It's, it's a, beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's not a word you hear a lot, but he he is a guy that's from kilt country, and he kind of likes peach. I think it's it's gorgeous. <laughs> Here we go. We just brought out the accent in him too. Just a wee bit. Yeah, a wee bit. Just a wee now bit. let me ask you this again. I I've, I've probably asked you in the air, but but just a wee little bit again. Why two words that mean the same thing? Well. If you were actually over in Ireland, you wouldn't put the two words into one sentence. You wouldn't? You wouldn't put wee little? You'd just say a wee bit. Wee bit? Otherwise, Is that be, one word or two? Otherwise, you'd be a wee bit redundant and repetitive. Yeah, you would be. Now what? <laughs> so you would? Wee bit. If one, catch on yourself? One word? Is wee bit one word or two? Wee bit. That's wee bit. two words. Okay. Two words. Two words. All right. Oh. We, we got that straightened out. So all of those that are listening to us in wherever your accent is from, is that Ireland or Scotland or? Uh, it's Northern Ireland. All right. For those of you who didn't know, tell us why you would even know how to have that accent. Well, I spent four years in Northern Ireland working with high schoolers, and so in the process of being there, I, I picked up a wee bit of their accent. A wee bit of their accent. What other weird things, according to American lang- English language, here in America English language? <laughs> well, if you were kind of, kind of being goofy, they have this phrase, and so like, I'd be like, Dave, wind your neckin. Wind your neckin? What? Wind your, wind your neckin, big lad. Oh, what? brother. Wind your neckin, big lad. So, <laughs> I, I'm go. fluent now in something. But Those are yeah, new if you ever want to, yeah. if you ever want to know how to how to learn Northern Irish, I know there, there's a, a music group called Ren Collective, and every now and then on their YouTube channel they throw out like a five minute clip on how to talk Northern Irish, and they, I think they just recently released one in the past week or two, and it's pretty funny. I okay. mean, they they're actually native bred Northern Irish. You know, I'm just American trying to be right. Northern Irish, but right. uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny some of the things that that you say. Hmm. In Northern Ireland. So are, there, are things different in there? I mean, you've been in there. You were there four years. Are their needs any different than our needs? No. I would say that apart from an accent, they're very, very similar to, to us. You know, I America. found that no matter where I go in the world. I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. I've, I've been in Africa, and I've been in Latin America, and I've been here in the United States, obviously. And as I go, I've been all over the world, and, and I haven't found anybody's needs different. Yes. They're all the same. Yeah. The cultural impact is there, but it doesn't change what the needs are. Right. Even as even as I worked with young people, um, the things that they struggle with and all that is the same as as, as young people here in America. Yeah. You know, and it was just uh, like you said. You know. You know what else is even uh, mind blowing to people that the needs of the very rich are the same mm. as the needs of the very poor. Yeah. And 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 someone might disagree with me. The very poor need to eat, and the rich don't. You know, they can go out and afford. Well, I understand that physical stuff, but I'm talking about the need to know God and love him, yeah. the need for significance and security, the, the need 
to have their sins forgiven. It, that's the same mm-hmm. in every single culture, every single mm-hmm. age bracket, every single economic bracket. Mm-hmm. Hey, anyone who's listening to us today, I want to promise you this. You have very few real needs, and they're the same as everybody else across the world. Um, uh, you've probably been told, and I, and I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but Jeff and Jason, you've probably been told that life isn't fair uh, at some point in your life by parents or school teachers or something. Mm-hmm. You know what my dad used to say to that? No. It's not a circus either. Yeah. It's not <laughs> fair. It's not a circus. But he, here's what I found <laughs> out, that in the most important things in life, it is fair. It's the same. Oh, yeah. You know, every single human that ever walked the planet is sinful. That's the same. Every single human has a need for God. That's the same. Every single human comes to God the same way through Jesus Christ. That's the same. So for all of you out there that think life is unfair, in the most important things of life, it is fair. It's the same. And, and anybody can come to God. Anybody. If you're listening to the sound of my voice today and, and life doesn't make sense to you, it's because you don't know God. And the same thing applies to you as it does to anyone in any other country, any other culture, any other language. It's the same. And I love that about the scriptures and about how God loves and about how our purpose is to love God and each other. That can be done by anybody. I can do it. You can do it. I love it. And uh, and so sometimes I look at things and I'm confused as to why we make it so complicated when it really isn't that complicated. Yeah. Dave, you know something I find interesting in our world today, especially in our media, is that I see acts of terrorism or acts of evil in some ways overshadowing acts of heroism. I mean, how often do you see in the news something that's trending that's a heroic act? Usually the things you hear about in the world are things that are just absolutely evil and, and just make you, I mean, make just tear you up inside. Do you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It, it, it is interesting that um, we tend to focus and news tends to focus on the tragic, the the hopeless, the, I mean, it, it, when you look at where the newscasters are, they are not watching a father take a son fishing and helping him learn to bait his hook. I mean, mm-hmm. th- they're not there. They, where they are is, is somewhere that's sensational. And so most of us who live in a media age are living in this sensational kind of world, and we don't feel very sensational. Mm-hmm. But they have to make it that way in order for anything to really work. I, I think what we have to do is back off a, a little bit and begin to realize God made us to live in, in a very simple but significant way. And we need to understand that and we'll be okay and all of us can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we can live in a way that isn't what I would say sensational and that's not bad. Uh, in fact, most of our lives should not be sensational. I mean, what is sensational about getting up and doing right today? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you, when you got up today, Jason, and you just did what was right, yeah. is, are there going to be any news reporters patting you on the back for that? No. You know, I've often wondered this, and maybe you guys can correct me. I've always felt funny about being congratulated for doing something that you should do. Right. Yeah. What do you mean? You know, it graduating from high school. I, I felt funny about that because mm-hmm. I didn't have a choice. Honestly, I had to go. You're supposed to go. You're supposed to finish. When I got finished and people were saying, great job, I'm thinking, yeah, but you're supposed to do this. Right. I think we have that sense in a lot of things that we do. You know, sometimes, you know, people compliment me for things that I just am supposed to do. You know, yeah. whether it's, you know, opening the door. Why do we do that? Or... Why do we do that? I mean, is it because we are trying to reinforce something or are we trying to be 
people who are um, trying to say positive reinforcement so they keep doing it or whatever. But if I walk down the street and I pick up a piece of paper because someone threw it out of their car, mm-hmm. am I a hero? Is that something yeah. that's so unexpected? Mm-hmm. Or is that just normal? What would you say is the definition of heroism or being a hero? What does that mean? You know, I think a hero is somebody who does what they're supposed to do. I mean, yeah. I mean that sounds weird. But if, if you have the capabilities of doing something that is helpful to somebody else um, and you do it, you should do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the same point, I mean, we might put a hero label on it. You know, the other day uh, we go walking every day in the Northwoods. I mean, my wife and I go walking. And we walk with some people once in a while. And, and, and after winter, we looked at the side of the road and, and we saw that people had been chucking out um, beer cans and pop cans and uh, wine bottles and everything on the side of the road. And, and we're in the middle of nowhere. So one day we all just grabbed garbage bags as we went and we picked it all up and, and left it there. And, you know, you tell people that and they go, oh, man, that was something else. You were, you were really. And you think, no, that's responsible. Mm-hmm. You know, we walk this road every day it, it's not that incredible that we stopped and picked stuff up and put in a garbage bag yeah. it, don't tap me on the back for this one <laughs> you know i mean it's just a normal kind of thing that a person who is responsible does mm-hmm. what, what was I, what i was thinking honestly as i was picking things up is it's not responsible to chuck this stuff out your window <laughs> right yeah you know that's not responsible but it, it would be responsible for somebody when they see a mess Mm-hmm. And they have the capability of, of cleaning it up, that they would do that. That isn't. That shouldn't even be remarkable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And when we make it remarkable, I think we're missing out on something. Yeah. Tonight on the show, we're going to talk about being a hero. So join the conversation with us. We're, we are on Twitter right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. It's the Hope Dead Radio tweet back. It's going on now for the next couple of hours. We'd love to hear from you tonight. Who is your hero or who are some of your favorite superheroes growing up? We'd love to hear about that more. You can also email us at hope at hopenet360.com. And we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation tonight. Great conversation, guys. And uh, when we come back, maybe we can talk about some of our heroes in our life, people that have really impacted us in, in profound ways, and talk more about what it means to be a hero. So keep it locked in here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Make sure to connect with the podcast anytime you want to go back and listen to these shows. They are available at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. And we are on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and the Stitcher Radio app. So go ahead and subscribe. Be a part of the conversation with us. We are on Twitter as well. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but this week, actually on Wednesday, will be the two-year anniversary since this huge EF5 tornado hit more Oklahoma. And while that's not anywhere close to where we are, sometimes you know we can kind of see some stories come out of these tragedies like we kind of talked about before. And, and a chance for people just to do something that seems like something a hero would do, but yet they're just doing normal stuff. Being a hero is doesn't really feel that glamorous. And especially if someone were to walk up to you, I don't know if anyone's called you a hero, Dave or Jason, but I think sometimes in our culture we get this interesting idea of what it means to be a hero and that it's in moments of crisis, moments of danger. Like there was a teacher that was in War, Oklahoma, in one of the schools there, and, and a car had actually fallen on top of her, and she was protecting other students. 
And actually, in one of the articles that she was quoted in, she wanted to put her life on the line to help these kids out. And she would be considered a hero. I think a lot of times there's a couple different ways that we think of heroes. Um, I think in the sense that we're talking about now, we, we see different stories circulate, whether it's on the news, social media, that sort of stuff. And it's people that do, you know, very selfless acts whether it's to save others or to put other people first. And, and that's where we see, man, you know, they, they really did this big self-sacrificing act, you know, and we need to, to recognize that, you know. And so in a sense, that's where this heroism comes from, uh, which I think is a great thing. Then you have the, the other sense of heroes, you know, where they, you know, they're, they're these, this fictitious hero sense. You know, I, I know recently everybody's been talking about Avengers and stuff, right. you know, and not to take it a different direction, but then you have, <laughs> you know, Superman and those sort of heroes, you know, and I think we're, we're, we're kind of focusing on the first rather than the, the last yeah. of that yeah. one. But, you know, I think there's, there's two different senses. But um, in reality, I think it's oftentimes very normal things that people are doing, but when brought into the limelight, you know, almost creates more attention that makes it a hero, heroic act, right. you know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of silent heroes out there that mm-hmm. we, we don't really recognize because uh, we expect that. How many moms are heroes? How many moms mm-hmm. have stepped in and taken care of their children no matter what the cost? Right. You know, I mean, the word hero is, is hard to define because we, we want to sensationalize everything. Yeah. Um, if you're going to do things right, if you're going to do things right, you're going to do them right because you've practiced doing them right. You've thought through doing them right. Yeah. I'll use first aid for an example. If if you do not know anything about how to take care of somebody who's injured and somebody gets injured in front of you, you're probably not running to it and working with them yeah. because you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You've never practiced it in your head. Mm-hmm. Now, watch somebody who's trained as an EMT or a, a paramedic or something in an accident. Yeah. They actually run to the scene. Mm-hmm. They run to it. Yeah. And they're ready to work. You know, and you look at them, you're, you're a hero. Are you a hero or are you trained? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you've actually been trained in what to think and what to do and, and what's next. And the people that are paralyzed with fear and people that usually are not trained, they don't know what to do. And that's stopping them. Mm-hmm. So practicing the little things in life, practicing doing right all the time, practicing thinking about others, thinking about what God would have us do, practicing caring for the needy. Th- those things aren't accidents. And, and then in a time where you have to make a decision and quickly make one, you'll make the right decision. This teacher had a, you know, was trying to protect the children. That, I, she had to be thinking for years how important it was to protect children mm-hmm. and, and, and was willing to put her life in front of danger in harm's way for them. And, and we would look at her as a hero and at the same point, I would look at her as a teacher. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and that's very true a lot of times because even, even as we see heroes on TV or, or that sort of thing, you know, whether it's in news or social media, and they have a chance to interview them afterwards, you know, I would say most oftentimes and not, as they're describing the situation, these heroes are saying, well, it's what I was supposed to do. You right. Know, I would have done it either way, you know, and, and right. it's almost a sense of normalcy to them. Right. So I think there's a lot of truth in what you're saying. So there. how do we bring being a hero back to normalcy rather than abnormal? I mean, in, in reality. Right. Um, it, it, you and I enjoy the freedoms that we have in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. How many people have died so that we could have this freedom? Oh, loads. Yeah. Loads. Mm. They're all heroes. Yeah. yeah. They all took a bullet for us. Mm-hmm. You know, my Christianity. Why? Why can I even approach God? Because Jesus died so that I could approach God. Mm -hmm. You know, what we begin to understand is that those people 
who actually love other people. They love God with all their heart, soul, mind. They love other people. They are positioning themselves every day to be a hero somewhere. Because what they're doing is using the gifts and the talents and the abilities they have for other people. And and you know what makes you miserable is to live in a way that you weren't created. And you were not created to be self-centered. You weren't created to love self and make sure you're okay. And No, you were created to, to, to actually care about other people. You know, you guys are both dads of, of young boys, and you yeah. know, you, you look at your children, and you know, if you had to do something to protect them, and you did it, mm-hmm. you would not consider yourself heroic. Right? Yeah. No, you would consider yourself normal, and every dad would do it, every mom would do it, mm-hmm. and and I think I would love for people to begin to realize that I don't know what situation you're in in life. You're a student. You're listening to us. You play for the Green Bay Packers. Who knows? The, the bottom line really is. There are responsibilities that you have. And when you take those responsibilities seriously and you practice the little things in life, doing things right, Mm -hmm. then when the time comes for you to do something big, you'll be you'll be ready and you'll do it automatically and it won't seem heroic to you. I learned that when we played football in college, when, you know, you learned a new um, blocking technique or you learned a new technique to go around blockers or whatever. The very first time you do it, you're slow. And, and you're doing it and you're thinking about each step and, and each movement. But the goal is that someday when you see that formation on the field, that you don't even think about it, that you just do it. And, and when you do that, you've changed from just responding to reacting because you've been trained through responding. And um, a, a lot of times if you haven't been trained, and, and this might be hard to understand, but if you haven't been trained your reaction is not good. Mm-hmm. But if you have been training, your reaction is normally good. It, it, it follows your training. Yeah. Mm. So those who have not been trained, their reactions might be hatred or whatever. Uh, recently, there was a, 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 a tragic shooting in the Fox Valley. And uh, the last thing that this um, man that got killed said was that he forgave the shooter. Mm. That didn't come by accident. That didn't come by accident. You know, he had to be thinking of, of people who might have wronged him in the past and et cetera. That wasn't something that spontaneously just comes out of your mouth if you haven't been trained. That, that is something that came out of a mouth that was trained to love God and to listen to God and knew that people were going to do things they shouldn't and understood the power of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I am thankful he said it for that family. I mean, for the wife that, that survived, for the children that survived, there is a tremendous legacy there right now because because they know that this is what came out of the mouth of their dad and their husband and and boy there's a training there that went into that that wasn't accidental Mm. and if any of our listeners want to get to that point where they can honestly say things like that then then in your life right now you need to train yourself to think correctly so that when it comes time to act spontaneously Mm. and you don't have time to think about it that you act correctly yeah. Hey, we're going to give you guys some more time on the tweet back. Let us know who your heroes are in your life. You have someone that you look up to that you have had someone do something heroic for you or maybe a superhero, maybe a fictional character who was your favorite superhero on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB and the conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. 
Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Make sure to connect with us on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Also, live coaches are available to chat with you. If you're going through something tonight and you need to talk, there's a live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. So, Jeff, DW, Jason with you tonight here on the show. And we've been talking about heroes, some modern-day heroes. And, guys, I'm interested, who are some of your heroes, whether they're superheroes, fictional characters, or Maybe we can talk about real-life heroes as well. What, what's the first one that comes to mind? Well, if I was thinking uh, fictional heroes, um, I would probably say Superman. Nope. I've always liked Superman. Yeah, me too. You know, It would not be Batman. No. No? no. Pow. Wham. Couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Did yeah, Superman have much. any of those? It's too, too many words. Too many words. Yeah, too many words with those little things around them. <laughs> too many you know? bubbles. Yeah. Pow. <laughs> Yeah, and one of those things. Wazam! Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> oh, and, uh, and and you know, and always the use of holy with something with Robin. That's you know, true. you know, holy guacamole. You know, Batman. You know, or something. And, and yeah. it's like, no, I can't keep that up. They were interesting to watch, but it, I wouldn't mind driving his car. I was gonna say, I would say, I would say, Batman. I would enjoy his gadgets. Yeah. Yes. But in in terms of superhero ness, um, I would I would have to <laughs> side with. With, uh, All right, Superman. here's. I would go with you on that one, but let me give you a silly one. Okay. Get smart, uh, agent. You know Maxwell Smart. I, I, and I know I just aged myself, so you have to be pretty old. I would encourage you <laughs> not not the movie Get Smart that came out. I, I haven't even seen it, and so I'm not endorsing that. That it sounds like it could be a terrible movie, but the program. <laughs> <laughs> the program when I grew up, Get Smart, was hilarious. And if you can go back and find him on YouTube, just to Get Smart, you watch this guy. He is hilarious. And he always wins because he, like, falls into the bad guy or something. And, and it never is on purpose. So his name was Get Smart. Well, his name was Maxwell Smart. Oh, right. And the program was called Get Smart. Okay. Interesting. And, uh, and, and when I was a kid, there was Hogan's Heroes, a program. I remember that one. Okay. And right after it on Saturday night was Get Smart, or the other way around. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> they were both hilarious yeah. uh, programs. But Get Smart, <laughs> still, if you can go back and find an original episode, yeah, he is one funny guy. Funny as you? I'm not funny. I'm, <laughs> I'm Swedish. That's right. That, that's a whole lot different. That's true. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Heroes come in all different ways. This Absolutely. guy this guy saved so many crises, but he always did it accidentally. Yeah. And I think that was pretty clever. But Superman sure. really is, is, if you had a, the typical hero, yeah. it'd be Superman. And, sure. and, and the one reason, I think, is because Superman helped people and then disappeared. He never took credit for it. You know, it was always a Clark Kent guy and, <laughs> and always doing what was right. But he... He was always kind of disappearing. He would show up for a crisis, and then he would leave. And then oh. he would show up for a crisis and leave. And he, and he didn't want credit for it. He didn't want people to know who he was. I yeah. thought that was very cool. Absolutely. Of course, my dad used to say he was Superman. So that, <laughs> that he actually, when I was a kid, he told me, you know, he was just joking around. But he said, yeah, that's why I'm gone once in a while. I have to go do those things because I'm really Superman. Did yeah. you believe him? It, no, but boy, I, when I watched Superman, I'd go get him. Oh, yeah. And, and he'd watch it with me. Because I thought, well, if you're going to tell me that, you'll you watch it with me, too. Yeah. So he used to like it. I mean, it's the one thing we used to do together is watch Superman. Yeah, and I mean, that was cool. weird. But we did a lot of other things together that were meaningful. Right. That one was just goofy, but we enjoyed it. Yeah. And that kind of segues, too, into even talking about heroes, because I would say, in, in reality, a hero to me would probably be my dad. Yeah. You know, just because he, he taught me a lot. And, and even now, he just has had an influential place in my life, just kind of showing me how to not only do things well in life, 
um, but do it for the right reasons. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's yeah, it, it's really interesting because at the beginning of the show, we talk about moms being heroes. Yep. Dads being heroes. Yep. For why? Why is did your dad do anything he shouldn't have done? I mean, it, it, extraordinary, way out of. No, he was. I mean, he was just a dad. So, so he's a know? hero because he does what he's supposed to. Right. Hmm. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yep. So our listening guests, are, those that are listening, thinking, you know what? I'll never be a hero. You can be. Mm-hmm. Just do what you're supposed to. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if you do what you're supposed to, you're a hero. You're yeah. going to be a hero to somebody. What I think you even hit on is that we're drawn to this. God built us to be selfless, to put other people first. And so we're drawn to that, you know, and that's why if you look at any hero, whether it's a superhero, whether it's a real life hero, it's examples of people that are being selfless, you know, and we and we're naturally drawn to that. You know, that's why the news puts up these stories, because they know that we're drawn to these selfless acts, you know, And, and I think that if we were to really look at that and say, all right, how can I be selfless? You know, that's that's how we're normal. Yeah. And that's how we can, you know, not that we're striving to become a hero, but if we're normal, you know, then we might be seen as a hero because we're just doing what we're supposed to do the way that God designed us to do it. Yeah. Well, it's you interesting know. you say that because <laughs> in, in some respects, you, you look at it and you think, all right, um, here's somebody doing what they're supposed to do. That's somewhat unremarkable. And not only that, it's selfless. So if I want to be full of myself and I want to go out and do something where everyone looks at me and says, oh, what a great person you are, yeah. that's not a hero. Mm-hmm. Immediately that crosses the line and it's no longer heroism. If, if I'm going to do something so that my name goes up in bright lights, that's not heroism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's heroism when I go out there and love you and love God and do what's right like your dad did to you. Mm-hmm. It, it's not even perfectionism. I mean, you'd be the first to say your dad's not perfect. And, and I would say the same about my dad. But likewise, my dad was my hero. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, why? Because he did what was right. Right. I mean, I watched this man do what was right. Mm-hmm. And I was impressed by it as a kid when the world was doing what was wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He could be a hero. But it wasn't for his own good. In fact, almost everything, the camp we sit in right now was started by him. And you know what? He used to use his own resources. Mm-hmm. He didn't get anything back from it. Right. In fact, he set up this camp. He bought it, has turned it into a nonprofit, and set it up so that he could never benefit financially from it. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you do that? Well, because you need to in order to have it work right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you can't have it benefit some person yep. and, and be a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And so my family will work here all of their lives and not be able to pass anything on as a business to the next generation, because we can't. It's not set up that way. Mm-hmm. And somebody will go, oh, how noble is that? No, that's right. right. That's not noble. That's right. You do what's right, and this is what's right. And all of our guests can do that, and I can do that. You can do that. Jeff can do that. But it does take something in a person to actually want to go back in in the face of danger, you know, whether it was just this recent shooting that happened, you know, just a couple of weeks ago where people ran in, emergency workers ran into the line of fire, potentially putting their lives yep. on the line. People do this every day. We don't always see it. We don't always recognize it. And, and some people that do those things really don't want the recognition. I know for myself, I, when I do something that benefits somebody else, I don't really want the spotlight. I didn't do it for myself. I didn't do it for that. And and yet we still live in a in a day and age where we do, some of us really do like that spotlight. You know, and we talked about narcissism before and just the, the need to show a good face or whatever. That's, that's one of those things that kind of takes away from 
being a hero. I don't see heroes like Superman. I, I like that that he didn't ever really want that attention after he completed his mission to go and save you know a damsel in distress or whatever. And and uh, I just think the guy probably had some kind of expensive wardrobe because. Every time that he went out, like he had to rip his shirt, and so I'm just thinking you have to go buy a new shirt every yeah. time he went and saved somebody. So it really did cost yeah. him something. That and the Hulk. Yeah, you don't want to be the Hulk either. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, no, no, that stinks, man. It'd be too expensive. Yeah, yeah imagine keeping up with all that thing. clothing. Yeah, you know, and then and then when you turn back into your normal self, you're like, that's right, naked somewhere. That's right. <laughs> you're that's right. So good. It's kind of embarrassing. It's very embarrassing, and <laughs> you're green. Besides, yeah. well, when you turn <laughs> yeah, back, it's not like you don't. No. You know, have attention. I mean, people will notice. Yeah, I mean, what what if you like finish your task and all of a sudden you shoot know, it's back no into good, yourself man. and it's no good. you're in like the middle of Times Square or something? Yeah. You know what? Something. We we are fascinated by these superheroes, though. Mm-hmm. We kind of let our imaginations run because we think, man, what would a superhero have this kind of power? You know, the truth of the matter is, I've taught uh, leadership often, and one of the things I teach young people about leadership is, leaders actually have power and authority. But it's only valid if they use that power and authority for the good of the people. Mm. It isn't valid if they use it for themselves. And I think we have to understand that. When you have any position of authority, any position of, of power, any position where you're responsible, you need to use your resources for the good of others. And if you do that, you're doing right and you'll be a hero. Hey, when we come back in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about that, what it means to be a leader and tying this in with heroism and, and all that. We'd love to hear from you on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. The second half of HopeNet Radio is coming up. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. If you miss any part of the show, you can always go back and download the podcast at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Jeff, your host tonight, DW, Jason, my trusty co-host. Guys, it's been fun chatting about heroes and really what it means to be a hero. One of the things that always comes to mind when I think of a hero, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. I like Superman. I like the fact that he rips hope and every, every time he goes and saves somebody, he loses a shirt. So he has to go and buy a new shirt, I'm sure. And we're talking about heroes. Love to hear from you tonight on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTV. And uh, guys, I found another article. Uh, interestingly enough, NASA has developed this tool to help people discover aliens like life on other planets exoplanets and apparently how are they doing on that they find a lot of life well they found some people actually in nepal with it and uh went and used it for emergency response and found four guys trapped in the rubble up to 10 feet deep buried in rubble now is nepal another planet uh close it actually has one of the <laughs> oh, tallest wow. i went to a chicago public school so it might be <laughs> it could be yeah, yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's as far out as pluto but uh no anyway nepal the site where they had this huge earthquake not too long ago and uh, just it destroyed so many buildings and homes and uh spiritual places lots of actually lots of like historical places as well monuments there's tragedy happening around the world and oftentimes what we see happen in moments of tragedy is yeah you see the human loss but you also see the human triumph you see people that go into these dangerous situations. There was actually a team, there was a gal that, well, she's attending a college right now in Nebraska, and she was actually in Nepal doing some, she was setting up like some kind of a internet classroom kind of a thing in Nepal, and she was there, like the second day she was there, the earthquake hit. 
Wow. And so their team like had to like they had the opportunity to go and minister to people in real tangible ways when things were just chaotic, you know? So, I mean, there are going to be moments that come up in our own lives where we get the chance, if we're prepared for it, to be in some way a hero, do the right thing at the right time in the face of adversity. And I don't know. I mean, do you think a lot of young people or even young adults are looking for that or are ready for maybe that call to do something that's maybe looked at as a hero? And that unless getting a good score on a video game qualifies you for a hero. You know, I think sitting around and entertaining yourself to death and and spending all kinds of time just looking at the media is not going to qualify you to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Some people might be talking about this piece of equipment you talked about. You, did it, it it detected heartbeats or something in Nepal? It did, and, yeah. It and so they were able to pulse. rescue the guys or did the article finish? Did they get to them in time? It sounds like they did. It'll be under the show notes at hopenet360.com. Okay. But yeah, it sounds like they were alive. Okay, now here here's the deal. When I was young, we were going uh, we were talking about landing on the moon and we thought that was pretty crazy. And uh, yet they did it. And there was a lot of discussion, actually, on people talking about why are we spending all of this money developing technology to go to the moon? And now we're doing it to Mars. You know, I mean, why are we doing that? Well, there is so many things that Americans enjoy in their homes that was developed because of uh, people researching what they needed to do to go to the moon. I mean, it, it just causes us to push ourselves beyond what we think in normal circumstances. I think trying to find life out in space, nice try. I think it's kind of a goofy attempt, but I, you know, people trying to develop technology for that, fine. Now look at, we're, we're using the technology for something good. We've stretched ourselves and we're using it for something good. I, I think heroic measures are uh, a fruit of doing something else. In other words, I know that I need to walk with God and love him, and I know that I need to love people. And so I practice that on a daily basis. So one day I I step in front of a bullet for somebody or something, and it's normal because I've been practicing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're pushing yourself when you don't need to push yourself. Uh, If if our listeners would think of their lives, I I, I don't know, but how many of them— are just existing. I, I mean, they, they, they go to school or they go to work, they come home, they just entertain themselves till they go to sleep and they repeat that process and they live for the weekend where they go and, you know, they're not really learning new things. They're not really pushing themselves. They're not really trying to become better people by, by reading books and, and engaging in service towards others. And then, you know, when it comes time to step up to the plate, they can't, they don't because they haven't been practicing these things. I encourage people to begin to turn actually televisions off, uh, begin to read some good books. If you don't know some good books to read, you know, get a hold of us at, at hopenet360.com. We'll, we'll give you some suggestions. Tell us what you're interested in, and, and we'll put a list together for you or something. And the truth of the matter is we need to be people who begin to stretch ourselves and do what's right, even if nobody's looking and even if we don't see an immediate benefit from it today, because down the road we will. Right. And I think the more that you practice those things, then it becomes second nature. And then that's how you react, you know, and and that's where, you know, the rubber meets the road in a sense. Because I think if we were to ask, you know, well, who would, you know, you just think about different situations, whether it's things we see in the media. It's like, man, if I were in that situation, would I do the same thing? You know, and and really the question you should be asking is, is, am I taking the steps now so that when I face those situations, if I face them, 
that's going to be my yep. reaction. Yep. You know, I think a lot of times we want the result without necessarily putting in the effort. Yep. You know, and that's not only just in, in this, you know, selfless mode yep. of thought, but even mm. even with our walk with God, as you were kind of hinting at. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. It's yeah. just a lot of times we want, you know, to, to grow and to be deeper. But if we're not putting the effort, we're just sitting around on our duff doing yeah. nothing. <laughs> It's not going to happen. You know, there's no magic in it. Yeah. You know, there's our responsible part that we need to take in order to get ourselves to that point where we can be used by God to do those things. Absolutely. You know, recently, um, during a, a, a tragedy a, a little while ago, uh, immediately I thought of, uh, I need to call Jeff, contact Jeff, and ask him to join us in helping uh, solve some of these problems. Um, and the reason I did that was because I was contacted. Now, and I had to stop for a minute and say, and in fact, the guy last night um, at our church, as we were talking about this incident, said, why in the world did they call you? <laughs> I said, I don't know, hmm. except for the fact that I was except for the fact that I was ready to go talk. Well, how did you prepare for that? I didn't except <laughs> for life. Right. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it wasn't that I I prepared for that. It's that I've lived my life. Mm-hmm. And 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 I knew that, you know, and I offered that Jeff could come in. I, you know, I said, man. Jeff can come in and talk, and I can come in and talk. And, you know, the, one of the interesting things is anyone from our staff, you know, Jason, you could have come in, and, and we could have got Steve, the head of Nicolay Bible Institute, to come in. And Why? Because these guys have been preparing for moments like that all their life. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very important that we understand that. You do not make right decisions on the spot if you have not been making right decisions all along. Mm-hmm. And they need to start with small decisions that are right, and eventually, when the crisis comes and, and you don't have time to think, your decision will be made and it'll be right because you've practiced right in the littlest things of your life, Th- putting others first, thinking of others, thinking of how you can help them. That's what you need to do now so that you will make the right decision down the road. That's really true. And going back to this article, too, when you come into a situation where it's there's uncertainty there's danger there's adversity there's a, a moment it's you know we we all get these moments and it's uh, it almost seems like we've been preparing for these moments our whole life or since we either found Christ or whatever like our experience in life just like you said David it comes back to everything you've learned everything at your disposal at your fingertips becomes a tool to be used for good and and that's kind of a to me it's kind of one of those things where I look at people around me or it's books or it's in this case going and talking to a group of people in light of a tragedy. I mean, trying to make sense of something that doesn't make any sense. And I don't think David all what you know you and I did was looked at as heroic. It was just we had to do what was right in the moment that was presented. And when that call comes in or when that opportunity arises, it's just being ready. Right. And I can tell you, I, I didn't feel ready going into a situation like that, but yet. I just I knew I wasn't going to be confident in my own gifts, my own abilities. It was kind of like at that moment you're just kind of like God, you take this. I mean, I have I have my own giftings, I have my own skill sets, I've got my own, you know, way of doing some things. But man, you got to come in and, and make up for where I'm weak. Absolutely. And I think that in itself, every hero knows what he's capable of doing, but then also his limitations or her limitations of what he or she is able to do. And uh, I'd like to talk more about that as we go on in the show tonight. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the tweet back. You can also chat with a live coach tonight. If you're going through something, maybe things have been difficult. Maybe you're not even, maybe you feel like you're the, the worst person, the worst candidate to be a hero or do something good. I want to encourage you to go and chat with a live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio.
If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Sometimes being a hero means that you have to know what you're good at doing, and then you have to know where you don't have the skills or maybe you don't have the ability to do something. Tonight on HopeNet Radio, we're talking about being a hero and what it means to be a hero. And guys, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts. You know, as, as we've been talking, there's a lot of things we've been talking about, different gadgets and devices that superheroes have used in the past. And each one of us has natural abilities, and, and some of us have some supernatural abilities. I don't know if you could see through walls or see through, I don't know, fly like Superman can. But, you know, in our lives, we have tools at our disposal that can be used for good when the moment comes. And I'm kind of wondering, do you see the same thing? Do you think that people are given natural abilities for moments like this when they could really make a huge impact at the right time? You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that we're all gifted and talented in different areas. Mm-hmm. Recently, I was just leading a, a, a group. We have youth club, and we're closing it. One of the guys came up after and said, you, you just stand up there with confidence. How do you get there? And I think, well, get to be about 60 years old and do it a 1,000 times. Yeah. I, it, you know, there's nothing real special about that. I mean, that's, that's just what you've done. But while you were talking, Jeff, I was thinking, okay, superhero powers. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, seeing through walls. And you know who has them all is my heavenly father. Like, God can... Jam a gun if he wants. God can see what's going on in the next room. He knows what people are thinking. I, I think that one of the most important things I will ever do is, is as John said, um, I think it was in chapter 15, abide or be close to God and just listen to him. He's my heavenly father. He's never going to let something happen to me that shouldn't. And, and someone might sit there and say, well, I know people who have suffered innocently, you know, I guess philosophically I, would, I have trouble with that because I know this right now that Dave Wager one day is going to die. I just don't know how yet. Yeah. But we all know that, and nobody I would talk to would say, no, you're not going to die. You know, no, you are. Is it going to be a heart attack? Will I get shot by some crazy person? W- will it be because I got in a car accident? Will I be bungee jumping and the cord break? You know, I mean, I doubt that last one, by the way, but would, would it be one of those? I don't know. But here's what I do know, that there will be a day where my name is called and I will leave this planet. And if the world looks at that as a tragedy, then they don't understand that every life will leave this planet. Mm. The tragedy is to leave this planet and not be prepared for eternity and not to have mattered in this life. Mm -hmm. That's the tragedy. Not leaving the planet. And so I, I think sometimes, uh, you know, you talk about superhero powers. I'm thinking, wow, I, you know, I don't have any powers, actually. I'm just, I'm just Dave. Yeah. But my father does. And, and if I just listen to him in, in, in the right spot, there's nobody right now that can harm me <laughs> that doesn't go through him. Yeah. There, there's nobody. And even if they did harm me, then I want you to know. Someday if you hear somebody harm me or whatever, I want you to understand something. I'm Okay. I'm just not here. You know, and I think that mindset almost brings me back to the classic, you know, story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, when they're, you know, sitting there and they have the option, you know, to either bow down to this idol or be thrown in a fiery furnace. Yeah. And the response, you know, and, and we've probably, you know, heard it taught in Sunday school a thousand times, but it, there's so much truth. And I think it relates exactly what we're talking about here. They said, you know what, even if our God chooses not to do anything in this instance, 
we're still not going to bow down to this idol. Yeah, how do you get there? How do you get to where you, know. you do... See, they were heroes. They made the right choice. It was... Oh. Well, it, it wasn't totally spontaneous. They knew this was going to come. Yeah. But they also knew what the cost was, and right. they mm-hmm. chose to accept the cost. Yep. So how did they get there, do you think? I think it, it's just like, like we've been saying. They, they've trained themselves to that point. You know, their relationship yeah. with God, they understood who God was... And they said, you know what? My God has the power to save us. You yeah. know? But he also has the power to call us home. You yeah. know, Go back to Daniel 1, yeah. where, where bo- all four of them, Daniel and That's Shadrach, right. Meshach, and Abednego, yep. were, were, were challenged yeah. with the food they ate. Yep. And they, they, there's a, a line in there, I love it, said they resolved in their hearts not to do evil. Yep. All right. They had already decided that when they knew the difference between right and wrong, they were going to do right no matter what it cost them, because that could have cost them right there very dearly. Mm-hmm. But they, they decided to do right on the simplicity, the simple thing of just eating what God said to eat and not eating what he said not to eat. Right. I mean, that's not, any of us could compromise on that probably and feel okay. Yeah. But they wouldn't. Yeah. I love that story. I mean, just their response to Nebuchadnezzar. They didn't go and, and throw around titles and throw around accomplishments and try to reason with the king why he shouldn't, allow them to go into the fire why you shouldn't kill them in that moment instead they just decided to put up this front that just said you know even if you do kill us we're not going to bow down like right. that's a different perspective they they didn't care about their position they cared about doing what was right yeah and and i think you have to love doing what's right and you have to be attuned to what is right you can't just be attuned to what your feeling is on a situation or what you think is important it's it has to be a desire to do what's right. It's not just being a good person, but it's doing what's right. And I, I just think that's kind of an interesting thing. And, you know, as we were thinking about the show, I, I did think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't know how many of us look at them as a hero necessarily, but I think they did make a stand and they did some great things in the face of danger. And again, they just, they gave God an opportunity to come through and show that he's faithful. Right. And so whether it's through a tragedy or it's through a moment where, you know, our faith is being tested or what have you, it's just, it's always an opportunity again for God to come through and show that he's faithful, to show that he is a God of reconciliation, of redemption, and that it's not just some kind of a lofty idea, but yeah. that God still has great things prepared for the, these communities, these cities, these places, whether it's Nepal or it's Manasha or it's Green Bay or it's California or wherever you are. Like, God is still working today, and that's an yeah. incredible thing. And remember, it didn't happen that day. It, it wasn't that day that they decided to be heroic. They, they had decided way beforehand yeah. that they were going to not compromise. Yeah. Those that are listening today in all of the little decisions of your life. You know, I read a, a, an article recently that said I think up to 75% of high school kids cheat on their tests or stuff at school. Hmm. Today, if you're a Christian young person, do not cheat. Do it right. You know, you say, well, everyone else is like, do it right. Yep. I had the same argument when I played football. Everyone else is doing steroids. Do you do steroids? Because you'll be left behind if you're not. I mean, other people will advance and you will not. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing them. And in my school, we didn't have a big problem with that anyway. But, I, but I'm not doing them. Why? Because it's wrong to do that. You need to beat people if you're going to win on, on your own working out. It, you know, make it fair. You see, you get in the habit of doing what's right instead of doing what's easy. Yeah. And you will see that down the road then when you have to face Nebuchadnezzar, you just might do this thing right. 
And I think there there's a verse somewhere, and I cannot remember where it is, but it talks about how in doing right, in, in seeking out to do right, when a moment comes up where someone makes an accusation against you, no one's going to be sitting there thinking, well, there was that one time that, that I knew Jeff, and, and he did this, and it was kind of... It's kind of out of character, and so there, there, there's kind of this room for doubt. You know, a person who loves to do what's right, don't make any room for doubt in your life. Don't make any room for someone to doubt your character in those moments, because I can tell you that's that's probably better than any kind of accolade, any kind of accomplishment in your life is to have noble character. And for people to say, well, no, Jeff wouldn't do that. I mean, he had this situation, this situation, this situation. I saw his response. I saw how he reacted. And Dave, Jason, you guys probably have had those moments too where in the moment you felt like you wanted to do one thing, but you decided to do something that you thought was, you knew what was right, even though it was difficult to do. And in the long run, it actually paid off for you. Yeah. And it's First Peter 3.16 you were looking for. It basically says, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander one day. Yeah. So it's like, do right. But don't wait. Some We have this weird thing where we're waiting for this major area to do right in. Hmm. No, do right today mm-hmm. in the little things of life. Get in the habit of doing right. And you know what? It may even feel awkward to you at first, but eventually it needs to feel normal. Yeah. And when it feels normal, good for you. Now, now you're in a position where God can actually use you. Check out the show notes tonight at HopeNet360.com. There's links and stories there that we covered on the show. Also, remember to connect with us on the tweet back. If you're on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTB. Let us know your hero qualities or who your heroes are in your life. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show, HopeNet Radio, talking about heroes tonight. And in order to be a hero, you have to think like a hero. In order to think like a hero, you have to train your mind to hear the right voices, I think, in your life. And Micah 6.8 says this, and I thought this was so fitting as we're wrapping up the show tonight, but he says, God has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. I think if you do those three things, whether or not you are looked at as a hero in the eyes of other people, I think God looks at you and is like, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, whether he calls you a hero or not, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just doing what's right, loving to do what's right. Walking and acting justly, loving mercy, walking humbly with God. I think every good hero that I can think of that comes to mind had those qualities or at least knew how to act humble or to walk humble and to love mercy, to act with justice and integrity, all these character things that we like to point out that are positive qualities in other people. So join the tweet back right now. Share your thoughts as we're wrapping up the show. Use the hashtag HNRTB. And uh, guys, I'd love to hear some of your final thoughts too as we're wrapping things up tonight. What do you glean from tonight? You know, I I think that through the years, words have morphed to mean something. When you say hero today, most kids are going to think of a frog with goggles on or something. (laughs) I mean, they're going to think... Um, you know, something other than um, a mom with an apron. I mean, a lot of pictures come to my mind, but none of them were frogs. Really? With, yeah. it, with goggles? <laughs> with goggles, no. What, what is that hero? Is there one? Nicholas Cage. I, I, I... There you go. I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I've just what? seen the frogs with goggles. I have, I have no idea what frogs with goggles actually do, but I'm sure it's intriguing, yeah. whatever it is. 
where, where I don't think most superheroes are frogs. Uh, I mean, turtles. They'd be turtles with goggles, wouldn't they? But I, but I don't know. Oh, there what, you go. So like Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah Ninja Turtles. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Did, I say, right. I, did I say frogs, didn't you I? You did yeah. say frogs. I meant, I meant turtles. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes much more it's sense. something out of the water. Yeah, you know, okay. they had goggles. I could see that. Yeah, never mind you guys. Ribbit. But I, yeah, fine. <laughs> I, think, I think most superheroes wear aprons, not goggles. A lot of superheroes got and went to work this morning and love God and they love their family and they're trying to show the world who God is by how they live. And that, that's what does it. And, and all of us can do it. Um, we need to redefine the word because we shouldn't be amazed when people do right. Yeah. Um, we should be considering it normal. And yet we're often uh, amazed at it to the point where sometimes we even have celebrations and things. And, and boy, it's not wrong to celebrate something good or something right. But to make it um, so that it's out of the ordinary, uh, we should have right being more ordinary in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I would challenge our listeners to uh, not make a big deal about doing right all the time, whatever, but just to start doing right and and do it quietly. Or as I tell a lot of the young men that I mentor, go love God and do it in public. I mean, go act like you love God. Go live as if you love God. Walk as if you love God. Treat the, the clerk at the store as if you love God. Treat your fa- and, and you know what's going to happen down the road is all those little decisions are going to add up. And somehow, when you need to, in the right time, in the right place, you're going to do something that even amazes you because you're just in the habit mm-hmm. of doing what's right. And anyone that's listening can do that. You can do what Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego did. You can decide that you're going to resolve in your heart to not do evil. Right. And, and that means know what good and, and bad is, know what right and wrong is, and then decide when you know the difference to always do right no matter what it costs you. Right. You get in that habit, when the time comes where it's a big thing, you'll do right no matter what it costs you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's so true. I think the more you can practice on doing what's right, the better off, you know, regardless of what people think of you, because here's the reality of it. 99% of the time, nobody will probably notice that yeah. you're doing it. And right is defined, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about do what's right in your own eyes. Right, right. No, we're talking about doing right. And it's defined by the scriptures. Exactly. And you need to get in there and know what it says. Exactly. And that's part of, you know, the habit of doing that is you need to know what is right first in order to do what is right. You know, so it's a, it's a you know, building step thing. And as yeah. Jeff said, walk humbly, which means... Yep. That you're saying, I need to learn what's right from God. I'm not making it up. You're, if you're proud, you're going, I'll just do what I feel, what I think is right. Yeah, exactly. No, that's pride. It's walk humbly with your God. Yeah. And the the whole humble thing, too, is knowing that it's not about you. I think it goes back to that whole Superman thing. When Superman was done saving the day, he disappeared. Like, he didn't look for the spotlight. He didn't look to self-promote. He didn't look to make a big name for himself. It was just people knew him by his actions, and he let his actions speak for what it is. So whether you are an athlete or you are someone who just goes and does something good for someone else, it's better just to walk away and to not let the limelight you know, find you, really. There's also another verse that Jesus talked about that said, you know, don't do your, your good acts in front of other people to be recognized. He just said, do them, do them in silence, you know, because if you do them in public where you can be seen and, and heard, he just says, you know what? Your reward is already set. That's your reward. You get the, the accolades of people. But if you do your, your acts of good in secret, God will reward you. 
And I just, I find such treasury in that because, you know, God, God doesn't change and he keeps record, not just of wrongs, but he keeps record of what you do that's right. And I think it's, it's much better to be erring on the side of doing what's right and seeking God's approval and seeking man's approval. If, if people call you a hero because you did something that you knew was right in the right moment and it was, you know, in a dangerous situation where it could have cost you more than the shirt off your back, you know, like Superman, you know, it was one of those times where, People can give you all those accolades, but God gives better accolades. He gives better blessings, and they mean so much more in the long run. You're going to remember those things that God just confirms in your heart through that. And so I just, I'm encouraged by that. I'm encouraged by people who do what's right and don't look for that limelight. Don't look to self promote. Don't look to make a huge name for themselves. And, uh, and just watch how God blesses them in the long run. He's done that for me in my life. And uh, so I just I want to encourage you guys with that too. You know, as we're as we're talking about this these hero things, I think it's important to have really right perspective. Jason, it is all about having a right attitude. Being a hero is an attitude thing, right? Absolutely. You know, and I think it starts with with the way that you look at different situations and, and making sure that in your heart you're you're looking at it the right way, and you know, and 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 getting it going that way. Because if you're setting yourself up to to be selfless and to practice of being selfless, it starts today. You know, in the small things. And the more that you focus on it in the small things and have an attitude of saying, you know, this small opportunity, I can I can be selfless and put other people first, you know, because that's what God is calling me to. And, or even standing up for the truth, you know, whether even you're in school and you see, you know, somebody being bullied, you know, it's something as simple as stepping in and standing up for that person, even if you're going to become unpopular. You know, it's the small things and the, and the way that you look at them that will then eventually build up to your just natural instinct on how you face different situations in life. And all of a sudden, you'll be at a point where you're actually doing these things that you want to do. And it doesn't magically happen overnight. It's, it's this process of you making the small decisions to stand up for the things that you know are right based on what God has taught us through his word. And that's, that's the thing that if I were to challenge any of our listeners out there to do it is to, to start doing that. Look for the small ways in your life right now where you can stand up for truth and show people who Jesus is, even if it costs you popularity, even if it costs you, you know, time or money or effort, it'll pay off in the end. It will. Yep. Do what's right today and, and you will do what's right tomorrow. Yeah. God said the, the two greatest commandments was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus goes on to say that greater love has no one than this, than those who lay down their lives for a friend. And I just encourage you, heroism takes a lot of different forms. It, it involves different tools, maybe different mechanisms. But today, do what you can. Be selfless. Live selflessly and see how God comes through. It seems kind of counter what our, our nature would say to do, but give of yourself and not look for anything in return. That's what a hero does. That's what it means to be a hero. And thanks for joining us here on The Conversation tonight. Check out the show notes right now at HopeNet360.com. Lots of links, lots of different articles, and some helpful tips to help you navigate through life. Also remember, you can chat with a live coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. They're there around the clock just for you to talk about life and whatever's going on in life. You need to chat with someone right now. There's a coach available right now. Go and subscribe to the podcast. We are on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and the Stitcher Radio app. Go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Everything there is on our website. Of course, we're going to hang out on Twitter for a little bit longer. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Join us on the conversation, and we'll see you guys online and next week. Bye. Later. Bye.